Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I'm your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have my co-host, the intrepid Mr. Chris Sheridan on the line. How are you doing, sir? Doing terrific. It's a great Sunday and really a great day. It's a beautiful Sunday out. I will give you that. I uh, was sitting out on the balcony uh, a little while ago, actually, when our pre-game show talk that we do before the show. And uh, there's a nice breeze, and it's probably 75 degrees out. It's it's a paradise here in Vegas today. How's the, how's the weather there in LA? About the same, yeah. Wonderful. And it almost feels like you know we've been indoors for quite some time now, mostly. That uh, it's almost inviting. Like, well, maybe it's time to start this reemergence. Uh, As the Beatles say, "Here comes the sun." Here comes the sun, and it's all right. <laughs> And it's all right, indeed. <laughs> so right. welcome welcome to the show, sir, and welcome to the show, everyone who's listening. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can hear, uh, you can see more about us on uh, on both of our respective websites, uh, CosmicEye.org or ChrisSheridan.com. I'm the author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris is the author of The Spirit in the Sky. And if you have not read that book, check that out. Uh, it's a fantastic read. Uh, so check out Chris's book. Uh, it's on Amazon and available through the website as well. You can click through it there to, to find it. And uh, mine is the same website and Amazon. At any rate, thank you. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, thank you for our listeners who are supporting us. And uh, we hope everyone is doing well and is safe and positive during these challenging times. And speaking of these challenging times, that is uh, the subject of our show today, not the, the challenging times, but how we can find inspiration during difficult times. Um, we all know that it's pretty easy to, to be inspired and excited and enthusiastic about our lives, our projects, the things that are going on when, you know, everything's going relatively well, when we're out and about and excited and going to work and money's coming in and, you know, everybody's happy and we're eating out at restaurants and going to coffee shops and meeting with our friends and mixing it up and, you know, it, it going to museums and going to those inspiring places that, um, you know, help to kind of feed our creativity, feed that inspiration. But when we don't have as much of that or that's somewhat limited we've got a little we've got to get a little bit creative to kind of find that inspiration and so this show is dedicated to ways that we can do that in these in these times we're living in right now and really what we're kind of talking about and you know chris has got a great new show um, called daily dose and it's actually porting over you're calling it now now what also right on your, on your instagram so it's you know we're kind of tying into that idea so it's like yes you know, we're coming out of, of maybe this quarantine time and stuff, but also, you know, maybe some of us won't be going back to work in the, in the same way, or maybe we'll be at home for a little while longer, you know, watching the kids, you know, while we're trying to navigate our way back to work or what have you. I mean, there's going to be some, some probably some changes and some challenges that we're going to go through. But, you know, far from getting overwhelmed and anxious about it, I'm hoping that what will inspire you to do today um, with some of these ideas that we're going to present is to, to find that inspiration again to, to, to make great changes, to do creative work, to start these projects that you've always wanted to start, to move in new directions, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we're going to give you some practical ideas how to, to go about that. So I guess we'll just uh, jump right into it, right? So let me, um, let me pass it over to you. Like, 
just to kind of uh, start talking about it, just start the conversation. Like, for example, for yourself right now, um, how do you, I mean, how are you kind of keeping yourself positive during this, during this times where we're, we're sort of isolated and you're not able to get out as much as you used to. And, you know, you're not able to maybe go to those places where, you know, you found inspiration. So how are you kind of keeping yourself positive and, and motivated? Like one, one thing off the top of your head. Uh, one thing is, well, in a way it's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my uh, Instagram and YouTube is um, to offer something, you know, if I think I have something to offer and ideas and um, maybe inspiring words, uh, experience having been through, you know, a lifetime so far, I'm in, you know, my mid fifties. So I have a lot of experience and I've thus survived everything else so far personal and in the world. And, uh, and I have something to share. So I would say in a word, I would say sharing. It's sure. not maybe what the world isn't bringing into me right now, but it, it's maybe what I can share and offer to so, another person or the world, by extension. That's that's a great way to put that. So it's it's like it's being of service and sharing of yourself that's giving you some inspiration to move forward. I think I'm finding, you know, right off the top of my head, just to kind of piggyback on that, I think I'm finding the same thing in us doing this show each week and then doing our Emmett Fox show on Friday. Um, you know, and us talk, kind of doing our pregame shows and talking, talking before we talk about the show and stuff. This is kind of stuff that helps to ramp up the, the creativity. And, you know, it's interesting because oftentimes, and I'm sure you, you feel the same way with, you know, with your, with your, your daily show that you're doing on Instagram, by the way, it's at, at Chris Sheridan 333. You can find Chris's show on there, um, on Instagram sometimes this is the thing about inspiration that people don't understand, I think. And this is one thing I'd like to talk about today. Being of service is, is a huge motivator. And, you know, realizing that you've got something to say and something to share and just wanting to share that to help others and to, like I said, be of service to others, to be of value. Like starting out with that attitude right off the bat really does set you in the right direction, I think, you know, because it gets you out of the ego and out of the poor me sense and so on, because you, you start to think, wow, you know, there's somebody out there that, that might be looking at my Instagram or that might be, you know, listening to my show or, you know, might be following me on Facebook, even a friend of mine that might need a uh, a kind word or an inspirational thought, or they might need even just to see a picture of me, um, you know, baking bread. Maybe that gives them some inspiration and hope to do some of their own projects, whatever it might be, you know, that that's a way of, of being of service. And, you know, you're starting out with this idea that kind of gets you out of your own way. Uh, and it might get you out of the way of, of, of getting, of, of that, you know, feeling bored or feeling stuck or feeling somewhat depressed. But, you know, the next thing, you know, the desire to be a, uh, of service is the first thing I think, let's, let's say. And then the second thing is, is, is the thing I want to talk about that I alluded to a couple minutes ago, but it's this idea of showing up, you know, show up to do something, show up to whatever that project is, whether you feel like it or not. And what I was going to get as I was going to, as I was going to ask you, I mean, do you ever find it difficult to to do your show, 
you know, like beforehand, you're kind of fighting yourself or you're kind of bored or you're kind of frustrated or a little bit depressed or whatever, you know, some kind of emotional thing. And then you are able to to kind of do it anyway. I mean, tell, tell me about that experience for yourself. Well, when I committed to doing a daily, you know, five minute video talk on a subject with some practical, hopefully useful bit of information uh, that someone else can use sharing what I have used. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, that is, it was self-imposed, but uh, I do have to show up. If I commit to a daily show, I have to show up every day. Uh, but I think as far as being of service or having something to offer, wanting to share part of yourself, you first have to realize that you do have something to share. And I think everybody does. No matter how far along you went in school or what your numbers are in age, there is always something that you know either a little bit better or at least a little bit differently than somebody else does. Mm -hmm. And that's enough to share. If it's you, you found out a new way to tie your shoes, we'll make a little video and put it up on YouTube. And, you know, somebody's going to find it, even the most mundane things. Um, you know, how to get your key out of the trunk uh, when it's stuck or something like that, yeah, gum out of yeah, your hair. Sure. I mean, you know, there's little homespun things, uh, things maybe you take for granted or don't think much of. Mm -hmm. It's you can really flip through, you know, your experiences and as they come up, say, well, geez, I'd like to share about this. And it's very easy to do that online now. Um, and you don't know who's going to pick that up but somebody might and somebody probably will uh, so think of yourself first of all and i think this is everybody has something to share something to say something to give that somebody else could really use great point you know and, and you're right about that and i think uh you know that's kind of how you know we developed this for example we developed working on this podcast was you know through our mutual love of you know, of the ancient wisdom and of, of Manly Hall's work and of, of the type, type of different subjects that we that we talk about on this show, um, you know, different esoteric and spiritual subjects that we talk about. But, you know, that was something that both you and I developed uh, a love for, you know, when we were fairly young and then began studying um, and have been doing so for, you know, more than 20, 30 years, you know, both of us each, you know, so between the two of us, we've got at least probably 60 years of study in these areas. Um, but, you know, that's one of these things that for a long time, I suppose that was just kind of for both of us, just sort of, a, I don't want to call it a hobby, I guess, or a passion. And then over time, we finally, you know, we finally got together and, and decided, okay, hey, let's do something with this and let's take it out and, and share it. And I think everybody has those kinds of things that they sort of they either take for granted or it's something they think, well, maybe nobody would really be interested in this or, you know, maybe um, this is just, this is just something I do. So why would anybody care? You know, things like, things like that. And I mean, it might be something that, for example, you learn, you know, maybe you learn from your, your grandma how to cook certain kinds of ethnic food, let's say, or, you know, you know how to, you know, crochet or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you can share a lot of these, these different skills. Maybe you've got like skills in a sport, you know, you were, a, you were, a, you know, a little league coach for, you know, 20 years and haven't had time to do it because you're working so much now lately. Maybe you can share some tips and tricks on YouTube or, 
you know, even, you know, whatever, whatever. There's a lot of, you know, I'm just kind of opening up the, opening up those ideas, but those, you know, those, those things that maybe have been buried for a long time that maybe is shoved down into the shadow, you know, that shadow part of ourselves that Jung talked about where, you know, we kind of, it's kind of a repository for things that we either reject or forget about ourselves or don't know about ourselves or don't want to know about ourselves, whatever. You know, some of that stuff, you know, we can kind of resurrect it and, and bring it back to life. And that helps us to find that inspiration again, because oftentimes we're not feeling inspired because we're bored with ourselves. It's not so much that we're, we're, we're bored with the world, because, I mean, the world offers kind of endless opportunities of things to get involved with. But what happens, you know, especially when you're kind of locked inside is that you start to become bored with yourself. So one of the one of the things you can do is kind of, like you said, take an inventory of yourself in a way. Look at some of those skills that you have. Look at some of those hobbies you have, those interests maybe that you haven't pursued for a long time. Something you used to love when you were a kid, a specific kind of book that you used to love to read or, you know, a hobby that you used to love to do. And you might be able to turn that into something that becomes a business for yourself or it becomes uh, just, or it's a hobby or it's something you can share with other people, something along those lines. So, you know, taking inventory and realizing that you, that you do have something to share with others can be the starting point for, for something new. And that was, you know, another one of the things we wanted to kind of talk about, which kind of leads us, you know, leads us into this idea is that we don't know, you know, what's, what's going to happen in the next months or next years. I mean, none of us has a crystal ball and, you know, you hear various, you know, dark foreboding things from people on all sides about all kinds of different things. I want you, I want to encourage people to kind of let go of that stuff right now and kind of take a bit of a, a uh, hiatus, I guess, from the media and from some negative ideas. And we do suggest that a lot on this show. Uh, try to focus more on positive things, uh, it, you know, and kind of look at the possibility that maybe things can get better instead of imagining all the possibilities for, for things, you know, getting worse. Um, you know what I mean? And that, that can go a long way in finding inspiration again, don't you think? It certainly can. And one of the words I hear a lot is that this, these are unprecedented times. This uh-huh. is an unprecedented situation. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Meaning that it hasn't happened mm-hmm. before. There isn't a, a other example, a previous example from which we can mm-hmm. draw to help us through this one. And I'm not exactly sure that's 100% true because, yes, this particular situation, we've had pandemics mm-hmm. before. Um, you know, the great influenza about exactly 100 years ago was it was mm-hmm. horrible, killed millions of people. Um, but we haven't been globally connected either physically with, you know, air travel. We didn't have air travel in 1918. Mm-hmm. It was a daredevil sport at that point. Um, so our bodies are moving around the world and our information and our ideas uh, are moving around in a very connected world now. So it's a different version of it. But even if you just look at the last 100 years, in this country, in the United States, you know, we've been through two world wars, uh, a cold war. There was so much uncertainty. I mean, we just didn't know if you'd see the flash and, you know, that would be it. You send your kids off to school and tell them to hide under their desk. But, you know, what's that going to yeah. do? Uh, there was the Great Depression. 
Uh, so many people were out of work, the Dust mm-hmm. Bowl, you know, there's been upheavals, you know, culturally, socially, yeah. uh, the gas crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to line up. I remember this in the 70s. You would line up blocks yeah. just to get, you know, half a tank of gas. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, so we have been through difficult yeah, situations exactly. before. Exactly. And, and we've, we've come out of them. So, you know, I think that might give just a little bit of hope anyway. And from this doom and gloom, it's like, and then if you take the even longer view, you know, there's been, you know, plagues and pestilences and wars and holy wars and great upheavals uh, over the centuries. And yet we still soldier on, you know, we still yeah. keep going. I think we can latch on to that, you know, progressive spirit. Uh, and you're right, tune down and maybe tune out some of these naysayers, the negativity. Mm-hmm. And, and there's there's always negative possibilities. But, you know, this too shall pass. Yeah, um, exactly. And we can move forward and, and really use this as an opportunity um, to share and grow and, and maybe help create this new way of living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. And, you know, oftentimes what, you know, people forget is that New, you know, oftentimes new things and new ways of doing things and all, you know, all sorts of positive and constructive things come out of painful experiences. Most of the time, there's this sort of, you know, birth pain sort of a thing that goes on of any new, you know, movement forward in in one's life. And so, you know, if we can take this time and really kind of use some of these painful experiences that we're having and be able to connect to them in a real way and not just try to kind of blot them out. And I've noticed a lot of people like are trying to really, I don't know how to put this, maybe disconnect from what's going on. You know, they're connect, they're, they're, they're binge watching TV and they're, you know, and they're, uh, you know, drinking way too much and smoking way too much weed and, you know, and really kind of checking out and anesthetizing themselves against what's going on. And it's like, you really, you really risk missing the learning experience in something if you don't, ex- if you don't experience it. it. It's like people who, for example, um, you know, try to get on with life too fast after a loved one dies. And it's like, well, that person's dead. I guess I got to move on. And there's no grieving and there's no sort of experience of, of, uh, of pain and, and acknowledgement that that person's loss, that, that the loss of that person is actually a, quite a painful experience to you and is going to leave a, a gaping hole. You know, sometimes, you know, we try to get on with things a little too quickly and then we miss the the depth and profundity and experience and wisdom that come out of difficult times that make us stronger people that make us more spiritual and more philosophical people and make us able to withstand challenges in the future to a much greater degree. If we sort of hide from the experience and we don't kind of go into it and lean into it, as they say, like we're missing what it could do for us. And that's part of finding inspiration, too, is acknowledging what's going on instead of trying to deny it or just look forward to, you know, it's going to be so great when we get back to business as usual, you know, and hang on to that. Have positive thoughts of the future and be excited to be able to get to see your family and friends again. I'm not saying that. 
you know, that you shouldn't have those things. But what I'm saying is also in the midst of the challenge, try to understand and, you know, experience what's actually going on so that it can make you a deeper and more resilient person. And that's, that's part of finding that true inspiration with yourself and latching onto that kind of bigger self, that self that we talk about with a capital S that exists within us, which means, you know, the higher self, the higher part of yourself, the infinite eternal part of yourself, you know, and when you're thrown back in on your, on your, you know, in your, in your experiences onto, you know, into yourself in a way through isolation and through less contact with people and stuff, it's, I mean, that, if, if, if that isn't the time to do that, I don't, I don't know what is. And, you know, so, so find inspiration in the, in the isolation, if you can, you know, and learning to enjoy that quiet time, learning to, you know, learning to enjoy time with yourself or with your family in a way that you didn't have before, you know, that's a way to find some inspiration too. Um, well, it is. And you bring up a really good point about really honestly feeling what's going on yeah. right now. And yes, we need some diversions oh, good. and distractions. And th those are all really healthy. Uh, but some of like, you know, some beaches are still closed. I know California is pretty well shut down. Uh, some parks, kids with their playgrounds and schools, you know, so we are kind of getting restless and the normal avenues of either physical expression or letting some of the steam off uh, really aren't as available. So we might be feeling things a lot mm -hmm. more now and in a richer, and I mean that in every sense of the word, uh, way, deeper way. And to, and it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be scared. This is weird. <laughs> um, and it's okay to be concerned about the future. And, you know, I was talking earlier about, you know, sharing uh, gifts and uh, making offerings of skills or advice uh, that you may have uh, for other people, you know, you can share your pain too. And that can be so inspiring for another person just to know you're not alone. Or gosh, you know, I'm feeling that too. Or, you know, you go out and it's just so weird seeing people in masks and you can't talk to the other people because they're, you know, six feet away and they're wearing masks, but you can come home, I guess, you know, or call somebody or whatever. But, uh, but you know, post on, on just, you know, some honest feelings about, um, about what you're going mm -hmm. through. Um, I don't mean just misery loves company, but we are compassionate people. And we, we're feeling this situation in different ways individually, but collectively we're kind of going through the same thing affecting us mm -hmm. differently of course on a personal level uh, but to share something a post online or on facebook or something that uh that somebody else can go gosh you know what i i feel sad about mm -hmm. that too and you know you're giving somebody else permission if you give yourself permission to share some of that i don't necessarily mean doom and gloom i'm just talking about real honest feelings about what's going on right now and that's a real gift you can give to somebody yeah. else. It's just, wow, you know, this is hard. And then maybe even. And someone else can yeah, connect. Yeah, sure. And then know? maybe even kind of following that up too with ourselves and with other people, this can be really helpful too, is saying, you know, this is hard, but like you kind of going back to what you were saying before, we are resilient and we have been through challenges before and we will make it through this one as well. 
you know? And so I think it's important to, to acknowledge the, the feelings that are going on and then also take it a step further in addition and say, that being the case, um, you know, let's also recognize the fact that, hey, we have been through some, some, some really challenging times in the past. And especially if you're a bit older, you know, you can kind of put this into a, into more of a context, but even if you're young, I mean, you know, most people can remember that this, you know, for example, some of these economic challenges that this just happened back in 2008, it wasn't that long ago. And we had a huge crash and, you know, here in Las Vegas, for instance, I mean, like 50% of these houses, um, you know, were, un- were either underwater or, you know, the mortgages, uh, um, you know, went bad. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, there was a huge, there, you know, that happened all over the United States. I mean, you know, people were getting thrown out of their houses and, you know, it was, it was a very, very difficult time. But again, people, we made it through that. We made it through it. And, you know, we'll make it through these challenges. You know, America is a very resilient place. I mean, we have some challenges. We have some things we need to work on. And we have some things that, you know, I think we're, you know, we're not addressing very well. But all that being said, it's a very resilient, creative place with a lot of very good people in it that are are working very hard to try to make better lives for themselves and other people. And they're very generous, a lot of people here. You know, we're a very generous country. So we have to look at some of those positive things and realize that, you know, we will be okay and we will make it through this. You know, and understanding that and kind of having that bigger point of view can lend to that 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 feeling more positive and feeling more inspired. And, you know, the point of all this, why I wanted to get at this and, uh, you know, we mentioned this a little bit, but, you know, a lot of us might be might be changing jobs. We might be find that, you know, our job doesn't suit us or it's it's not there or there's less hours or, you know, there's a, a shift in it. And maybe one person's going to have to stay home in the family and watch the kids and another person, you know, is going to be working full time. You know, think there may be changes in the way things are done. Maybe we'll need to consolidate and move in with family. Maybe we'll need to get together with friends and, you know, work together to start a, a community or something so we can all afford something. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of interesting and creative ways of, of doing things as, as, as we move forward. Um, so if you can kind of, you know, start to look at those things and, find that inspiration within yourself to begin to formulate some new and creative ideas as, as, as these things are unfolding without fear and without anxiety for the future, but with some inspiration, it's, it's very helpful, you know, it's very helpful. And so, you know, starting out with this idea of, you know, being of service, the idea of showing up, the idea of realizing that you have something already to share with people and kind of taking inventory those things can all be ways to start thinking about perhaps starting a new business or starting a, a nonprofit that's a business for you or selling something online or, you know, starting some kind of craft thing or, you know, whatever you want to do or, you know, figuring out a way if you're like, you know, if, if, if you've been spending a bunch of time, for example, gardening, a lot of people are gardening. You see tons of stuff on social media with people growing things and gardening, saying, you know, I really love this gardening. I like getting my hands dirty. I like being in touch with these plants, being in touch with the earth. I'd like to turn this into a business. You know, you need some inspiration to be able to do that. And you need to have had this time to actually have found that out, you know, and that's one of the gifts of being thrown back in on yourself and being sort of isolated away is that you get this time to develop and 
look into your soul and kind of do some of the things that, you know, you, you've always wanted to do or that you used to do when you were young. And, you know, you can re reinvestigate those things. And one of those things that you've, you know, you've been doing as a hobby, maybe it'll turn into a business, you know, ask yourself, are, are any of these things I'm doing, could they be a viable business? Could, could it be a, a, a way to make a living that's better than the way that I used to make a living? Is this something that could be of service to someone else in some way? You know what I mean? And, and really taking that thing, you know, looking at your art, maybe you've been doing artwork again. And you're like, wow, you know, I, I missed this. Maybe there's a way to sell that artwork or to do illustrations for somebody or to do graphics for somebody online. I mean, there's a million ways to, to kind of work, you know, to make, to make money. And, and, you know, we might find that, you know, I, I always like this idea. Robert Allen had this book called multiple streams of income that I, I really enjoyed reading when I was younger. And, you know, his, his, his thing was always this idea that, you shouldn't just have one stream of income when you have just one stream of income, you're, you know, you're very limited and you're very vulnerable in a lot of ways, because if that job suddenly decides that you're not necessary and you get fired or laid off, your income's gone. Whereas if you've got kind of multiple sources of income, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to sting if one of them dries up and you're going to have to kind of shuffle things around, but you're not dead in the water. You know, let's say you've got a little craft business that you do and maybe you do some, you know, some stuff online where you're, you know, maybe you're on Upwork and you're, you know, you're you're doing editing for 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 manuscripts or something. And then also you've got a, you know, part time job. Well, you've got three streams of income right there. And then maybe as time goes on, you know, you might buy a house and you, you know, you rent out a room or, you know, you end up buying another house and then you're renting that out and you're, you know, you're a property owner, you know, whatever it is, you can have like four or five, six different streams of income if you're creative. And and I think that's just a good, a good policy. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, you're not dependent on one thing. And yet as the world and technology and things change and the environment changes and all these different things are going on, I think to rely simply on one thing is, is pretty, pretty challenging you know, it's good to start thinking about ways to have multiple, multiple sources of income coming in. And I mean, that's. And there are examples right now of companies that are doing that. Um, there's a chicken place called El Pollo Loco that, um, you know, of course, all the mm-hmm. restaurants are closed, but they've moved into more catering. And I think they're uh, they even developed a, uh, like a family mm-hmm. pack okay, here's, you know, feed your mm-hmm. family, come pick it up. And so it's a no brainer. You've got sure. the vegetables and the chicken and stuff like that. And they're actually hiring right now. Yeah. When a lot of uh, restaurants yeah. are suffering, uh, some have switched into catering and, you know, and takeout. But look at Apple Computer, one of the biggest companies, uh, if not in this country, perhaps the world too. Uh, they're not selling iPhones. That was a mm-hmm. big part of their income. Um, but, you know, what's up? is their streaming mm, services. Mm. People are at home watching, you know, sure. iTunes and, you know, things, whatever their yeah. uh, iMovie stuff. Um, so there's Apple Plus, I don't even know what it's called, but their, uh, their streaming service has, has, you know, gone up the revenue from that. So fortunately they had those already, yeah, you know, but, both in place, but exactly, they had thought that through Exactly, beforehand. and that's, so that's, I mean, that's a, that's a great example. You know, and we should, we should be living our lives in that way. 
You know, and th- this is the challenge. This is one of the things we, we want to ask ourselves. And this is something that you and I have talked about several times. I've talked about this with many of my friends. But the fact that, you know, that the, the, we've had to stay home for a month, a month and a half or whatever, how long it's been so far, depending on where you are. You know, the fact that that is nearly decimating the economy is a little bit worrisome when you think that like a, an economy as large and robust and sort of, uh, I don't know, you know, it's just, it's huge. I mean, the United States is, is, is obviously one of the largest economies, if not the largest economy. And I believe it's the largest in the world, but the fact that things are going, you know, are, 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 are turning South because of, you know, a slowdown or a shutdown, for you know, a month or a month and a half is really not a very good sign to the robustness of, of, of businesses, of people's personal finances, and so on. You know, the the fact is is that you know we should be as people and as individuals more self sufficient and more prepared for such things, both on a nationwide level and on a personal level, on a state level, on a city level as well. But it's like, you know, how many of us have, you know, three to six months of savings? How many of us have, you know, uh, basic, you know, food storage, uh, you, you know, year round when there's not a sort of impending disaster or something looming? Or how many of us have the earthquake kit in California that they constantly remind you to have? Or how many of us have any kind of plan for if X, Y, Z happens? And it's, you know, it's not to be a paranoid alarmist, you know, quote unquote prepper or whatever, but it's like, it's to, to live like, you know, to go kind of go back to the, the founding fathers and go back to the early days of this country, the pioneers and, you know, even, you know, prior to us getting here, Native American peoples, self-sufficiency, you know, self-sufficiency, working together, um, you know, storing for the future, you know, preparing for lean times. These are things that people, you know, do. And unfortunately, we've gotten to this point where we're so, you know, day to day and week to week in our lives that, you know, we don't have a surplus ever um, in our, in our personal lives and our businesses aren't, you know, having, you know, a lot of them don't have the surplus cash to carry through, you know, difficult times and so on. That's something we need to think about. Not to mention the fact that we need to look at, you know, healthcare. We need to look at, you know, manufacturing certain goods and things. We talked about that before on one of the shows, how, you know, with this, with this, um, um, you know, the mask situation where people couldn't get enough masks and enough of these medical supplies that are needed in, in a situation like this. And, you know, all things considered, this is a pretty low level type of a pandemic. I mean, it's not like the plague or something or, you know, one of these things that's sweeping through and dropping hundreds of thousands of people in like a week or something. You know, I mean, God forbid. Do you know what I'm saying? Something like seriously awful were to happen. You know, it it shows the cracks in the system when we're, you know, when we're not prepared for it. And And again, that's another good thing. That's something we should be we should draw inspiration from and learn from and look at. You know, both on a personal level and on a nationwide level, it's like, okay, what can we take from this and be inspired to move forward with in the future? And one of the things I'm inspired to do is to be more self-sufficient, more self-reliant, you know, continue to have a store of food at home and continue to have, 
you know, you know, a surplus of, of savings and things like that to carry over into, you know, if, if, if times are, are challenging and stuff like that. And that's, it's just, you know, and, and again, to, to be able to provide, you know, more food, I want to start gardening more. And we've talked about that a lot and stuff on the show too. Um, you know, and maybe having some animals and stuff. Yeah. Obviously you got to have the space for these things and you need to plan ahead for them, but those are some of the inspiration you can take away, you know? And like I said, if you, you know, if you're excited, you spent, Oh, I got, you know, I started a little garden in the, in the side or out of my balcony or something like that. And I, and I realized how much I love plants. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, that's going to be a big thing in the future is being able to, to provide a lot of that stuff for locally good, healthy, organic produce and food for people locally that that's a complete game changer. It, sh- it shifts the way the whole system operates. You know what I mean? And it can create a, a completely different environment. You know, starting to buy more things that are made locally by craftsmen and things that last, not things that are meant to end up in a landfill in 30 days, you know, things that don't have as much packaging and all this stuff is going to, you know, that, that these are things we can do on a local level that will completely change the way we live. And we're going to get, you know, better stuff, better food, better products, more artistic, uh, more artistically made um, crafts and things like that, that are going to last longer and that are better for us, you know, made out of non-toxic materials and biodegradable materials. These are all things, and and this shows on inspiration. I'm saying, take the inspiration of some of the things, you know, everyone's talking about the reboot and all this stuff, really make it a reboot. You know, be inspired to when you get out there again to not just go back to business as usual. Oh, I'm going to go to Walmart and get this. And oh, I'm going to go get, you know, fast food this week. And oh, I'm going to get that big screen TV with my stimulus check. And it's like, you know, take your inspiration, take your stimulus check and save it. And then look at what you're doing and think, you know, man, I can maybe take this $1,200 or whatever you get and, you know, and maybe start a little side business with it. And it doesn't sound like a lot of money and it's not, but it's, you know, it's possible that you could start something that changes your life with $1,200. People do it all the time. You start super small and you know what I mean? So that, that can be, that can be an inspiration. What can I do with these tiny little seeds that I've got and create something great, you know, in this time of challenge when people need new ways of doing things. You know, instead of complaining about it, because it's easy to do that, we can all fall into that category, right? It's like, oh, I'm bitching about this and bitching about that. You know, go be the change you wish to see in the world, right? Gandhi, you know, get back to that that idea. And that's inspiring. Um, well, absolutely. And and it even, yeah. you know, now that we're talking about it, I mean, what what is inspiration? And sperare, if you want to go to the latin root word um to breathe is the same where we get spirit so respiration is breathing again or re-spiriting when something is done it's expired or sometimes even when somebody passes away you can say well they expired so there's the air is going out the spirit is going out and this inspiration is really this spirit coming in and coming into our lives. So to, you know, just like we have the word enthusiasm, you know, so a passion and inspiration, something we're enthusiastic about, um, is very internally driven. Uh, of course, enthusiasm means, you know, in theos, you know, that you're in um, 
like theology, like that's godlike, you know, that there's a, again, this spiritual um, higher power. And, you know, you're talking about reserves of, you know, money or food um, or things. And it's shocking to find how vulnerable uh, we are as individuals yeah. and as a country just for, yeah, really a few short weeks. We, it shouldn't really be that bad. So this is really uh, put a light on some things that really needed to be fixed mm-hmm. before all this. They We didn't realize maybe how insufficient um, they were, but what about on the individual level? What about very personally? You know, what are your reserves? What are your stores filled with? And I don't mean mm-hmm. just food in your pantry. Sure. I mean, in your heart, in your soul, in your ideas, uh, in your hopes for the world. I think we've been a very externally motivated, especially in in the West. And, you know, it's, well, this person's in office and I want this person. Well, look what happened over here. And, oh, this makes me happy because I saw this video on TikTok. And, oh, this upsets me because it was on the news. And it's all out there. And we've had to come indoors. But really, you know, and you mentioned it earlier about spending this time with ourselves, this, you know, pulling out from our souls. What's you know, what do we have? What, how can we re-inspire, breathe in, yeah. you yeah. know, something good, uh, you know, that we have something that's strong enough that something like a difficulty, a loss of a job, um, a divorce, a move, um, a pandemic, yeah. you name it, that we still have built up within us. And if we can develop this now, passions, interests, uh, ways in which we can inspire ourselves and others, and in a really deep internal way that that nobody can really Mm -hmm. take away from us. Uh, Nobody can really give it to us, I guess, as well. But since it's not coming, anything on the outside, somebody can give or take it away. Uh, But if you have a passion and, and you keep that, fire lit um, if you are inspired either to do even if you don't know what to do you could be well i just i really want to help you know there's all the elderly people you know really have have such a hard time with this this disease um gosh why maybe there's a way to get them out of their nursing homes you know for an hour a day so they can get some sunlight or do aerobics in their mm-hmm. wheelchairs or, you know, <laughs> you know even if yeah. you don't even know what it is, maybe your yoga instructor whose yoga class and, and studio is going to be shut down for six months. Well, maybe there's some way you can pass that along to somebody else maybe who needs it. So there's this unknown can be a real, it's almost like a vacuum where we're yeah. rushing into it can be really good stuff. If we put ourselves out there and, and, you know, and just know, again, just, you know, just like having a skill or a gift to share with somebody, we probably have that inspiring thing, even if we've been maybe separated from our mm-hmm. passions for a long time, or, oh boy, I'd love to do something, yeah. but I just don't know what it is. I'd love to start a business, but what? Well, don't worry about the what so much. Worry about the why. Why is this important? You know, and get in touch with, like you said, going back to We've probably been connected with these things, but we've yeah. maybe lost that connection. Go back and pick it up, rekindle it, get that fire lit. And even if you don't know how to express it or where 
to share it. Um, just get it built up in you. Get those reserves. Sure. Yeah. So that you, you know, when you find the opportunity or the opportunity presents itself, yeah. you'll be prepared. You'll have something to share. Yeah, you know, this is one of those times too, and you know, when you do start digging in and kind of thinking about some of those things that you want to do and looking at some of your passions and looking at some of the things uh, in your life that maybe you haven't been able to do because of time and so on. You know, that's part of that taking inventory of yourself and looking at looking at those things that you might have to share or that you might want to share and so on. And that might help define, you know, what kind of projects you want to do. But the thing is, it's like, take some chances and do some, do some research. You know, this is one of those times where, you know, you've got some time on your hands to really look into things and look at some books and, you know, look at videos on YouTube about the subject that you're, you're thinking of and start experimenting with things. And again, like I said, if, you know, if you suddenly realize it's like, wow, you know, I didn't realize that how much I enjoyed baking. I love baking. In fact, I forgot that I, you know, used to really love baking when I was in junior high and I used to, you know, bake something every, every week. And, you know, and all this, and I actually dreamed of having a bakery someday, but, oh, I got into, you know, data processing, and then, then I, you know, and then I had my kids, and now, you know, it's, that's impossible, right? Well, this is the thing, it's like, if you can resurrect yourself, you know, within, and find those things that were truly inspiring and inspirational to you, and find the inspiration now in this time of challenge, to kind of, you know, reignite you know, re-inspire, you know, re, re, you know, put the spirit back into what you're doing uh, in your life, you know, that you could come out of this thing and start moving in a direction that really, you know, is inspirational to you and truly is, 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 is part of your destiny and your passion instead of just kind of getting by or, you know, going through the motions of going to a job that you really didn't even like that much anyway. And now that it's gone, yeah, it's challenging. Let's say, for example, if it's gone or if your hours are limited or it's changed or what it happens, you know, or even if it doesn't, you just think, well, I'm going to be going back to work in a month and I know that and I'm really not looking forward to it. I'll do it. But, you know, in this time, I really discovered that I want to do something else and I'm going to start moving towards that. And that's part of having that inspiration, using using the the time that you have to feel inspired and set off in a new direction and make some, make some new goals for yourself. Even if it is going to go back to business as usual, to some degree in, in a month or two, let's say for you, do you know what I mean? To be true to the inspiration that you, that you found during this time. Cause a lot of people have found old inspirations to do, you know, um, to do things that they that they once loved or found something completely new that they never knew they loved. You know what I'm saying? I, I I know, and at the same, in addition, there's. I think a lot of us are finding things that um, maybe we were doing before, or were concerned with, or involved with, uh, that really maybe, oh gosh, you know, in the present light, that stuff really mm. wasn't all that important. Maybe we've been dedicating a lot of our energy and effort towards celebrity gossip, or some other things we, you know, which are fine diversions and not to, you know, nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, but maybe that isn't quite as important or doesn't need to take up as much of our time. So it'll clear space for yeah. what is important. 
I think sometimes that's part of that separation between, you know, what is good, what is holy, what is hopeful and inspiring. Um, maybe a lot of those things are really there, but we just can't hear them because of the static. We can't see them because of the clutter of going a million miles an hour and multitasking and, you know, and what's so-and-so doing and can you believe what happened on this, you know, reality TV show and uh, what's the bachelorette going to do? <laughs> yeah. um, again, fun. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's a diversion. It's something we can talk about at the water cooler and, and all that, but maybe it's just not yeah. quite that important. Yeah, exactly. You know? Maybe some of these people we've put a lot of our, you know, attention toward uh, people we might not meet, you know, celebrities or things like that, just maybe putting them in, in a proper sure. form. That's fun. That's an amusement. And I can dedicate some time to that. But I don't have to fill up the empty spaces with, you know, meaningless things or mm -hmm. empty calories or, uh, or, you know, the negativity on the, the news yeah. and the chaos. And, um, and if you can just kind of let even just turn the knob down a little bit, you know, turn that down to 50% or 40%. And in its wake, in the absence things will either that were already there will become more visible or what's not there will at least have room like a garden um, to grow because it's not competing with thorns and thistles sure. and things you like know, that. And one of the things that is sort of the silver lining of a, of a cloud sometimes like for example and you know it may not seem like it but when you have to do more with less resources, you have to do more with less money. You have to do more with, you know, less uh, just uh, uh, income, for example. Um, you know, you find that sometimes some of the things you were, not even some of, just a lot of the things that you were spending money on before, let's say, before you get down to essentials, you know, is, is a waste of money. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we spend money on in general in our society is, is pretty wasteful, unnecessary, and a lot of times, you know, really not very healthy for us and certainly not healthy for, for the environment, you know, so that we find that, you know, as we're stripping down and kind of getting back to essentials and, you know, and like I said, like if people are kind of um, cooking at home more and maybe they're growing some of their own stuff or even maybe getting vegetables, let's say from a neighbor who's got a nice garden or, you know, they find different things that are going on and, you know, finding different ways, ways to do things. You may find that the quality of your life is actually quite better with less, you know, because, you know, there's a certain idea that, you know, more stuff, more material goods, more money, makes you more happy. I mean, that's kind of the prevailing idea that, you know, that, that the odd man and stuff give to you and that's in the media in general. And look, we all have needs and I'm not, again, I'm not against anything. Um, you know, I'm not against business in any way. And I think, you know, entrepreneurship is a fantastic thing and business is, is wonderful, but also, you know, let's look at how we're doing this is, you know, let's ask ourselves if these ideas we have for businesses you know, especially moving forward is, is, you know, is this ethical? Is this something that I think is of value? Is this something that's helping the community? Is this going to, is this going to leave the world a better place than I found it? 
is this going to help my family and other people around me is, you know, is, are there negative benefits to it that kind of, or not negative benefits, but negative, you know, downsides to this thing that sort of outweigh the positives, you know, really kind of think through this stuff and try to figure out a way to do things that is new, you know, and, and, and there's, you know, like I said, there's, I said this before, but there's, you know, there's a lot of resources online to look into things like this. Look at, look at things about sustainability. And, you know, there's a great book called Cradle to Cradle, which is available, which is a, a whole paradigm shift in the way products could be, could be made in the future. Start looking into new ways of doing things. Look at alternative energy and alternative ways of manufacturing and, you know, find out how you might be part of a new solution moving forward you know we all you know especially people that listen to the show you know we're all kind of in this place where we're like kind of looking at the way things have been done and we 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 are poking holes and casting stones at all these you know ideas that we think are unfair and unjust and that's all fine it's great you know and i I do the same things but sometimes you know I, i look and i'm saying well what am i doing you know that's positive it's it's easy to poke holes in things but it's much more challenging to go, okay, this is a problem. Now, what am I going to do about it? And that's another thing with inspiration. The stuff that really pushes your buttons right now, the stuff that's really pissing you off and the stuff that's like, man, that's just stupid. That doesn't make any sense. You're really angry about it. There's something in that too. You know, if you're really fired up about something and want to change things, pick that area and find something positive in it that you can do to make a difference instead of just being upset about it or thinking this or that politician is the cause or this or that particular corporation is the culprit. And they may be, but the point is that doesn't do you any good. The point you need to understand is that, you know, look at the things that you're passionate and inspired and even upset about and find the core of the thing that find something to do about it. That could be a, a clue as to your inspiration because inspiration can come out of dissatisfaction too and frustration. You can find inspiration in that. You just got to turn it around, not be overwhelmed by the frustration. And you've got to, you know, Napoleon Hill, Hill talked about this. I, I, you know, I've mentioned this before. Inspirational dissatisfaction. I'm pissed off about this thing. So you know what? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm going to start a nonprofit that helps to clean up the beaches. I'm going to you know, start a, I'm going to just, I'm going to go down and, you know, today when I go to go shopping, I'm going to remember to bring my, you know, reusable shopping bags. If you can do that yet, I don't even know. But the point is, it's like, do you know what I'm saying? Find those things you're passionate about. Even if you're mad about them, there's inspiration in that and do something positive to, to solve that problem in your own small way. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to change the world. It just change your world. And then it may expand out and you may change your family. You may change the community. You may change the world. It's quite possible. But start small. Use the inspiration, you know. Use that dissatisfaction in a positive way and find inspiration. And that can be another way to find inspiration, right? Well, necessity is the mother Amen. of invention, as they say. And there is great need right now. And there is need for inspiration, innovation, and invention. And I'll um, pass off a news story I just heard a couple days ago from our governor here in California that and he was about to bring on the um, I guess Secretary of Agriculture uh, and this you know of course California is a huge agricultural uh, 
state. And apparently what had been happening um, forever, I guess, is when farmers, um, it's mainly with uh, perishable produce, um, if they have produce that the restaurants aren't buying, the grocery stores aren't buying, uh, they throw it away. And that's just been a normal practice. Well, apparently when the governor introduced the Secretary of Agriculture to come up, and he goes, now this is a project she's been working on for years trying to get passed, and now I'm going to fast track it. And what it does is it brings that food directly to the people who need it. Food banks, yeah. you know, underprivileged. That's fantastic, um, yeah. You know, soup kitchens, things like that. And I was just, I just did like a, you know, a, a face palm or a, you know, a <laughs> like, head slap, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. So well, now <laughs> you want this? And and this, but this idea, and this poor woman had, had been sitting on this idea for years trying to get it passed and nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden in, in just one stroke of the pen, and I was really sure, happy sure. for, and I'm happy for the farmers and the people who are going to get this food, but there yeah. are good ideas out there. There's probably thousands of them. They're just maybe not being used or maybe now is the time to pull them out. So no, kind of a small a, example, but very, example. very significant very point. You know, it, it's, there are so many. But this could have been happening all the time. It took this bad thing for it to, oh, geez, I guess we better now be smart about the way we throw away food. It's well, like, exactly. Oh. And I mean, <laughs> but better late than never. Yeah. And I'm glad it's happening now. But you know what? When things get back online, why well, don't we just keep that? I, I completely agree. <laughs> why don't we just and, you know, keep not that going. only that, let's be proactive and not have to have a crisis to to do the right thing, to do the ethical thing, to do, you know, and this is the thing we don't have a, there, there's, there's a, it, the problem with, with the United States in terms of, you know, a lot of the, the poverty and, and, and the food issues and so on, it's, it's a problem of distribution. It's not a problem of production. Although there is a problem, problem of production as well in terms of the way things are farmed, factory farming and so on is, you know, causing its own set of environmental issues and, and, and challenges, and that has to be addressed. But mainly, you know, we're, we're such a wealthy country that, you know, we throw away, it's something, it's something, and this is off the top of my head, but I think it's something like 40% of the food that's produced is wasted. And it's stuff like you're talking about. It's like, it's, it's, and it's these things like, like, for example, like that stuff with the farmers, it's like, you know, it doesn't look perfect. You know, this tomato doesn't look like the other tomatoes. It's perfectly good. It's perfectly edible. It just has a weird little hump in it or something. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's cosmetic stuff. And they throw it away. They put it, it goes into, a, it goes into a landfill. It doesn't even get, you know, composted. So all this potential material is just thrown away. And it's, you know, that's the the sad thing is like stuff, valuable things and end up in landfills. And it's insane where, you know, we're, we're taking great, uh, you know, trouble and cost to mine things and extract things out of the earth. And then we throw it back into a landfill like 30 days later or less. It's, it's absolutely insane. It makes no sense. You know, and that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that in those crisis times like people are forced to look at these things and we've got to utilize you know things to a greater and greater degree uh, that we never were forced to look at 
you know, and we've got to look at some of the wasteful practices and we've got to really examine and, and we can take that down to a micro level. Like, how am I doing that in my life today? How am I wasting food or resources or how am I being, you know, wasteful or how am I, you know, stopping myself from being productive in this or that area in my life? Or, you know, how, why am I stopping myself from doing this thing that I love and I'm inspired to do because I think that I need to do this other thing? You know, this is the perfect time. Crisis, you know, and challenge and difficulty. Like, it's the time when that stuff is, is you have nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. And that's the exciting thing about, about difficulties and about challenges, you know, about financial difficulties is you don't have anything to lose by trying to do something different in those times because everything's already going to shit anyways. You know what I mean? And I, and I, you know, I, I, well, and the real losses saying. and not that's trying. the real loss in those point. times is not absolutely. taking the risk, not putting you know, it out these there. Are, these are the yeah. times when people like you out there who are listening and, and Chris and I who are speaking to you, you know, this is the time when we need to be leaders for the people around us. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, the people, spiritual people, people that are progressive, people that are looking for new solutions, people that are interested in sustainability and people that are, you know, interested in alternative ways of doing things, all this, you know, well, we have all these great ideas, but we're not being leaders. We're not being proactive. We're not, we're not stepping out there and, and making changes. We're sitting on Facebook and complaining about it. Let's stop that. You know, this is the time. It's now or never, you know, let's leave the world a better place then we found it and let's, you know, be the inspiring leaders that people need right now more than ever. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and know that there's, like I said, I mean, we're resilient people who can come up with ideas and who can, can move forward and take adversity and, and make it into something, something better. And I'm confident in that. And, you know, find that inspiration in your own life. You know, that, you know, you know, that you've made it through challenges before you've, you made it through that breast cancer, you, you know, you made it through that injury, you know, I mean, you yourself, look at, look at the shit you went through when, you know, when you're in your crash and, and, and so on, it's like, you know what I'm saying? The plane crash, the, 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 the whole thing. So it's like, you know, mm -hmm. we've all had these things in our lives that are, you know, 10 times more difficult than some, some, you know, some financial stuff or, a, or, a you know, a month at home, not getting to hang out with our friends. You know what I'm saying? And that there can be inspiration is that in that as well as looking at those, you know, finding those challenging things you went through and going, giving yourself some credit for the difficulties that you have made it through that does there's inspiration in that, right? We might we downplay do. our own histories. Yeah. And think because we're just looking at what's in front of us. We have much more resilience and ability to not only endure difficult times but to go beyond just enduring them uh to yeah move forward and move through them and and learn and grow from them and you know be exactly. better on the it, other you side you can find inspiration in that too it's not just enduring but asking yourself better questions how can i how can i do things in a better more joyful more connected way how can I connect with my soul in a greater way moving forward? How can I be a person of service and value? How can I be a more ethical and more responsible person moving forward? 
and, and not just kind of suffer through the challenges and muddle ahead and then hope that things go back to usual, but really to embrace the difficulty and wrestle with it, wrestle with it like, you know, Jacob wrestled the angel and demand a blessing out of it in a way. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's when you really when you can engage with challenges and suffering and wrestle them and then demand a blessing out of them. You know, that's the symbolic meaning of that, you know, or at least one of them in that in that biblical story. And so, you know, wrestle, wrestle with this angel and get a blessing out of it. You know, it's difficult. It's difficult. But you're a resilient person. You're a powerful person. And more than that, you have an eternal spark within yourself that's divine, you know, latch on to that and find the power in that as well. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eye Show. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We're here each week on Sunday. You can find us at CosmicEye.org or at ChrisSheridan.com. Uh, thank you uh, again for showing up. We appreciate your, your listening and your support of the show. Uh, we want you to know that we also have a show on Friday called the Emmett Fox Show. So if you can check that out, uh, please do. Uh, have a great week. Be inspired. Find the truth. Be of service. Find your inspiration right now. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Good. Have a good week. Goodbye and God bless. <laughs>